It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. Now, if you hear a little wind behind me, don't be alarmed. I'm not being blown away. I am outside. I got up early. I wanted to record my introduction outside. It's dark. I love to sit in the darkness and then watch the sunrise. It reminds me of the darkness that I used to live in. And it was only the light of the world that took the darkness away from me. So as the sun is just about to rise, I want to give you some heads up of today's show. It's called Speaking Life. The Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. When we speak life to our children, to our grandchildren, to our hopes and to our dreams, they come alive. They come alive with opportunities and possibilities. They can become everything God destined them to become. I wasn't fortunate enough as a child to have life spoken into me by my mom. My mom told me that I would never amount to anything and I wouldn't do anything with my life. It was only my loving grandmother. I would visit on weekends. I'd sit in her lap and she'd hold me tight and say, I love you. God loves you. He has a plan for you. The confirmation came at the age of 11 when I had a cowboy belt around my neck in my little bedroom. And then in a split second, the presence of God entered that room. And I could hear that quiet voice tell me, Ron, don't hurt yourself. I love you. I've got a plan for you. And since that age, I've always been fascinated with destiny, with purpose, with speaking life into my hopes and my dreams. And today, I want to speak to you one-on-one. I want you to think about how many people have hurt you because they spoke death into your hopes and dreams. Maybe they told you you wouldn't amount to anything. Maybe they laughed at your dreams. Maybe they laughed at everything about you. But that's about to be cast away today because that darkness, when I speak the life into those dreams and the hopes, the light of the world comes in and will give you a glimmer of hope, of optimism. And then it will be in that split second. Do you accept that? Do you accept the fact that God has a plan for you? Are you willing to take some chances and allow God to speak life into everything he created you to be and let you grow into something that you never knew you could be? Because when God speaks life, things happen. You grow. You become what he needs you to become to help shape the destiny of this world. And later in the show... I want to share something with you that I don't think I've ever even talked about on my shows. My children's book I wrote a few years ago. It's really becoming popular because it's all about speaking live. I'll share some of that with you later in the show. But first, I want to tell you about my guest. His name is Sam. Now, Sam grew up in a good family, a real good family, went to big churches. In fact, one church that Joyce Meyer came out of. But yet, Sam wandered in life. He went away from his parents, rejected everything they had taught him, walked away from college scholarships in sports, 
to pursue his own thing. And it was through speaking life of his parents when they were separated from him from thousands of miles, but they were speaking life into him that one day he came home and his story will encourage and empower you. His story is going to speak the life into your life that God needs you to have so he can scatter the darkness. While this is a great time to be alive in this world, no matter what we see around us, I know there's darkness all around us, but listen, as the darkness gets darker and darker in this world and around us, our light gets brighter and brighter. We were made to cast out darkness through the light of the world. So sit back and relax and take a few minutes to just absorb the fact that God has something to say to you today. We're going to speak life into your hopes and your dreams. And Sam, who is Sam Pichet? Sam Pichet is a guy who was formerly, I guess, an addict and uh, really an atheist and really didn't want nothing to do a God or anything along those lines. Uh, but now, a guy who's really had a whole life transformation and really walking in newness of life every day with what God and Christ has done with me over the years, you know, in really a short amount of time as compared to the time that I'd spent running around doing whatever I was doing. So it got started when I was young. Um, really, I grew up in church. My parents were very heavily involved in church. We started off in a church where the church that Joyce Myers came out of. People that are bigger names in the ministries, we got to go to a lot of those churches and be involved with kind of the, some of those churches. Uh, but I didn't understand none of that, and I was young. Really, I started using at, at about, I'd say, 11 or 12 years old, using drugs. I started smoking weed uh, behind the movie station the first, or yeah, behind the movies with my buddies the first time. And uh, by about 15, 16 years old, started really selling drugs heavenly. Uh, mainly started well off of marijuana, selling marijuana, doing all those things. Got into pills really heavy. Uh, I was real athletic in school. And uh, I remember, you know, I went to state for track and cross country and all these things. And by the time I was a sophomore, going into my junior year, I quit doing all that. And Branson, Missouri just stopped everything. And I had scholarships to go run all over. And I just quit doing that. And I remember my coaches coming in even to my workplaces and telling me, what are you doing with your life? And I thought I'd figured it out. You know, I thought I figured out that I don't need none of that. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. And so I just, I really moved into the hardcore, more hardcore street drugs that, you know, the heroin and the bath salts and all these types of things. Um, and then by the time that I was 18, I really, I tried a few different colleges and universities. I didn't know what that meant, but I never could pass any courses. And uh, that's because I wouldn't go or because I was running around. And then I, I really found myself in a place. I was, you know, living in crackhead, what they'd call crackhead hotels and just bouncing from place to place, trying to figure out my way and traveling all over, doing things I shouldn't have been doing uh, with everybody I shouldn't have been doing it with. Um, and saying that, I found myself in a place where, again, I'd been around ministry and I kind of knew the things of God, but I completely rejected it. So I remember even at a time, one time specifically, I'll never forget that. I remember getting stuck to the floor where I couldn't get up for an hour and a half. You know, spirit really hit me hard and I couldn't get up. And uh, it was a guy who was an ex-Hells Angels had prayed for me. I couldn't get up off the floor. But as soon as I got the opportunity to get up, like an hour and a half later, I was out shooting up. I ran out and started shooting up again because I didn't want nothing to do with it. You know, I would try to, 
you know, kind of finagle and play my way through all that. I didn't want nothing to really do with God. So um, when I was 22, I really got to the dead end. I had I totaled out about seven vehicles at that point, shut down the interstate multiple times. I mean, I had near-death experiences many times. Uh, I remember one time I was at it's a big church in, in uh, Springfield called uh, James River Assembly. And, man, I remember I was out in the parking lot. I'd gotten cotton fever. It's whenever you, you shoot up and you have a little cotton in there and it gets in your vein. And I remember I was out in the van and I started crying out. I was like, God, if you'll just save my life this time, maybe I'll start changing. And after that, a couple times, I mean, of going through those things with God so many times. I, uh, when I was 22, I finally got serious. I tried other rehabs and things, and I spoke to my family. And uh, they knew a guy who knew somebody who knew, you know, something about the Home of Grace. I went to Home of Grace, and uh, after I went through Home of Grace, I ended up staying there an additional three months. And uh, I ended up joining the Mississippi Army National Guard. Went off, did that. Uh, once I got back, I ended up, uh, I started working on my associate's degree. And then I, so in the midst of that, I got hired back on at Home of Grace. Uh, eventually, I finished my associate's degree. Uh, I, I've done six years in the Mississippi Yard. I got out a year ago. Uh, I finished my bachelor's at William Carey in psychology and uh, religion. And I, all those all those times through everything I did, God gave me like honors and all that stuff. So I would always get the honors and the awards and all those things stuff. And a lot of times, things I wasn't even asking for, or looking for, would just come, which was cool. Um, I got to I got to be a youth pastor, you know, at a local assembly guy church for a while, and um, just all sorts of things. Now I'm married with a child, you know. So uh, my relationship with my family is better than ever. I mean, we have we never really had a relationship. If anybody out there is looking for hope, I would I would tell you this: that first of all, God is real. He does love you, and He does have a plan for your life. Uh, a lot of times we don't see it. And we think that we've come to the conclusions in our life, especially even at a young age. But there is more to life than just getting high at this moment. Uh, there's way more to life than where you're at right now. God is going to and will do bigger and better in your thought. And for the guys that don't think that there is a God based on you know, our education, our experiences, or where life's put you at through the trauma that we've been through, you know, there is a, something out there that will call to you. And all you got to do is ask. You know, ask him to reveal himself to you. Start showing yourself. Start saying, Lord, if you do have something for me, I would start just saying to ask. Ask him. It says, seek and you will knock, right? Or knock <laughs> and you will find. So if you start seeking and you start knocking, you start asking, hey, what do you got for me? Are you even real? That's where I would start with God is, are you even real? Do you have a plan for me? And then I would go from there and start getting in contact with, you know, folks that might be able to help. I hate to say this, but I used to, always, I told my mom and dad that I was glad there weren't millionaires because if they were millionaires, I'd probably be dead right now. So uh, I really think that God allowed it in order for me to do what I do now. And, I, you know, I think there's many ways to get to where we're going. I think that a lot of times with like a GPS, we might be rerouting for a while, but God will get us where we're supposed to be. So I kind of took the long route around or the hard way to get there. But I think, uh, I'll, I'll say this too, you know, and it'll go along with what we're saying. If you're a parent of a loved one, man, if you're a parent of a loved one, there is hope. Uh, my mom told me a story one time. Man, my, my mom, you know, she fasted for years for me. You know what I mean? For years she fasted for me and uh, prayed for me. And I would, man, 
I would fight with them and fight with them and fight with them over this stuff. I would, you know, they'd say, you know, you ain't supposed to be smoking weed and smoking a joint. And I'd say, you know, but you ain't supposed to be eating all them Twinkies too. Look at them gluttonous pastors. You know, you think God's up on the thrones, you know, eating a Twinkie. Don't, don't get on me for what I'm doing whenever folks are, you know, doing what they're doing. So I'd always try to twist and play games and play mind games. I'm like, you know, weed's going to be legal anyway one day and all this stuff. I'd always come back with, you know, all this head knowledge and all this nonsense and, uh, Anyway, in saying all that, she fasted for years and they prayed for me. And the one thing that my mom did and my dad did is they never really talked about my addiction with others. People would ask, how was I doing? And they'd say, he's doing great. The guy's got a plan for him. They wouldn't get into it with other folks. And I thought that was so wild because on the back end, they never quit speaking life. You know, they never, they never quit saying, or they never started saying, you know, I don't know what he's doing. He's crazy. We just lost it. We can't take it. They'd always say, you know, God, God loves him. He's got a plan for him, you know, and they would just encourage folk. Even people in the church, they'd say, well, how's he doing? Let's pray for him. They wouldn't even get into it. They'd just say, you know, he's going to do great. He's doing good. God loves him. You know, he's got a plan. And I'd be so far out there, you know, and then one day my mom told me that she was driving over a bridge and she seen a huge thing of butterflies during the spring, you know, fly up in front of her. And God told her just the same way that, you know, Butterfly has to go through that cocoon stage and a bad stage. I'm going to do that in his life. I'm going to totally transform it, you know, and use it. Today, Sam and his wife are living in Missouri with two beautiful children, and he is the program director at Ozark's Teen Challenge Boarding School for adolescent ages 12 to 17. He speaks life into their life every single day. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. back, listeners. I'm so glad to be with you. This is Ron Myers, and uh, today I'm talking about speaking life. You heard with Sam's story how his parents were continuously speaking life. When people came up and said, oh, where's Sam? Oh, God's got a plan. God's going to help him. They were always speaking life into Sam. And friends, our children and our grandchildren, we need to speak life into them. Things like God has a plan. You're going to do things in your life. Never quit. You know, don't listen to the other people, what they tell you. Speak life. Give them hope. Give them opportunity. Let them know that with God, all things are possible. And friends, I told you at the beginning, I wanted to share a story. Little Johnny in the voice of truth. I would tell this story. I started this story. But over 20 years ago, when I would tell it 
before I would speak to an audience. Well, a few years ago, I converted the story into a children's book, great illustrations, very colorful. And recently, it kind of caught me off guard, actually. I've had a lot of requests for this book. And I'm thinking, wow, what's going on here? So I'll ask people, what causes, caused you to, to order the book? And they said that today's children need to hear more truth. And um, I said, you know, that's, that's a good point. because, And I'm working on my second one right now, Little Johnny and the Sword of Truth. But uh, I want to share this one with you right now. It's a cute little story, but I want you to see how your mind, when you begin hearing this, starts things start popping in your head. And uh, the book title is Little Johnny and the Voice of Truth. Little Johnny was a very good boy. Any parent would be proud to have a son like him, but he always seemed to be quite different from the other children. Now, one day, Johnny came home from school excited to tell his parents about the imaginary Martians he had met that day on his trip into space. Well, his father just chuckled and said, Johnny, where do you come up with these silly make-believe stories? Why can't you be like all the other boys and girls? Well, little Johnny really loved art, and he didn't paint like all the other children in his art class. He had very colorful imagination. He painted things like purple lakes, pink skies, polka dot birds, and he beamed with excitement when the teacher came by to look at his painting. But his teacher, her eyes grew wide as she shook her head. Well, you don't see things like that every day, Johnny. Why don't you paint like all the other boys and girls? Well, now on the weekends, you could see Johnny setting up a stand on the street corner to sell lemonade and his old toys. Now, one day his neighbor said, Johnny, you're such a hardworking young man. You've got a bright future ahead of you. What do you want to be when you grow up? With a sparkle in his eye and a big smile on his face, Johnny replied, I want to follow my dreams and become a famous artist and help people all around the world who need help. Now, when his mother heard that, she shook her head laughing and said, Johnny, where did you get such a silly idea? You silly boy, your dad and your grandpa are doctors and you'll be one too. Being a doctor is a real job. Well, guess what, friends? When Johnny grew up, yep, just as his parents wanted, he became a doctor. He was also a deacon in the local church and sang in the choir. Everyone knew that he was a good man with a good job who spent his life serving the Lord. And he came, became so busy, he forgot all about his dreams. When Johnny retired, he spent a lot of time with his grandchildren. He loved them so much that he shared a very important life lesson with them. God has a very special plan for each of you. I believe your dreams are all part of God's special plan for each of you. Always trust God. He is the voice of truth. He loves you very much. Now, when Johnny passed away, he entered heaven and Jesus greeted him with love. He said, welcome, Johnny. You've been a good, faithful servant. Now, Johnny noticed that there were two large movie screens before them. Jesus pointed to the first and said, Johnny, on this screen, you're going to see the life that you lived. Johnny saw his whole life, everything. 
The best part was the day Johnny asked Jesus to come into his heart. Jesus looked at Johnny and said, but now on this other movie screen, you will see the person who I created you to be, your divine destiny. On this screen, Johnny saw everything he dreamed he would do with his life. Jesus, said Johnny, what did I do wrong? Why didn't I discover my destiny? Jesus said, you allowed your friends and your family to change your mind. Their voices tuned out my voice and you didn't hear me trying to guide you to your destiny. Your dreams were a part of that destiny. Instead, you became like all the other boys and girls. That story, no matter how many times I read it, it just always reminds me that I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to discover who I am. Friends, that's the greatest thing that we can do is discover who we are. Why are we here? Let God speak life into every single thing in our being that he created us to be. Friends, sometimes we don't know how much excitement and life and fun and and just dreams are out there for us because we get trapped in this world of of um, instant gratification. We need this now. We need that now. I know that um, a lot of parents tell their children upon graduation and they're looking at occupations or what to do in college. They base an occupation of what they're going to do by how much money they're going to make. Now, I don't know. Is that bad or is that good? All I know is this, that if we're good at what we do, if we untap that gift that we have to this world, doesn't it make sense? We're going to make money. People will find us to share that gift with their company or their business or we will go into business for ourselves or we'll become the next singer, author, teacher, whatever it is that we love to do. You know, sometimes we need to just do this. Do what we love and love what we do. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, I'm just about out of time, but I want to give you some things to think about this week. Do you ever think that it's just too late to follow those dreams? It's never too late. Remember this. God can do in three months what it will take us years to do. And this is another thing to think about on those dreams that you put on the shelf and projects and ideas and goals that you had years ago. You didn't do them. Things just happened. But the worldly experience and knowledge and wisdom that you have gained will even give your dreams in this day and time even more life because you're smarter than when you had the original dream. And God has a purpose for each of us. I just ordered a jigsaw puzzle. I saw it actually on Shark Tank. 800 pieces. 
Boy, what a silly thing I did. I should have stuck with my 200-piece jigsaw puzzle. This is a tough one. But on this jigsaw puzzle, if I threw five pieces away, I would never complete that puzzle. See, when God formed this world and he gave each of us a purpose, a destiny, a talent, and a skill, we are a part of this big puzzle that we will never understand until we leave this world. Well, when that piece of the puzzle is missing, it can never really be a fully complete plan. And I absolutely believe with all my heart that part of the problems that we are having in this world is because people have not stepped into their destiny. The people that put off their dreams that could have been the politician, that could have been the doctor that cured cancer, that could have been something else, that could have been the great songwriter, they could have played a very important role in solving things before they became a problem. Destiny, our purpose, is vital to the completion of what God's plan is for this world. There's a lot of people I know that have retired on the islands of regrets with villages like would have, should have, and could have. They could have done a lot of things. They should have done a lot of things, but they didn't. And they will never understand how important they were to this world until they leave this world. Friends, sometimes when I speak to a group of people, I'll ask them, if you went to the doctor today and you found out you only had a few months to live, how would your life change? You ought to hear the answers. Oh, I would do this. I would do this. I would do this. I would do this. But you know what I hardly ever hear is I am doing exactly what I need to be doing right now. So friends, today, I just want to encourage you with this show of speaking life to begin speaking life into yourself. It starts first with you. Speak life into yourself. Things like, I am a child of God. I have a plan. I have a purpose. It's kind of like Stuart Smalley years ago on Saturday Night Live. Remember, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. You know, friends, you are an amazing person in this world. Sometimes the world and people don't recognize, and maybe you don't even recognize yourself how special you are to God's plan. That's what the enemy likes to do. He likes to come in our life and tell us we're no good, we're not worth it. But you know what? You are an awesome individual created in the image of God with a specific talent, skill, and ability that only you can do. And when you share that gift that you have with the world you also are promoting the goodness of God. Well, something to think about this week. Remember this. I love you. God loves you. And when you get the hell out of your life and start speaking life into your life, you will discover your destiny. I'll see you next week. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.